Hello and welcome to Broccoli News, Radio Broccoli's regular update on what's happening in and around the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital. I'm Alan Joyce and coming up today we've got the first in a new series of packages from Horatio's Garden based at the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital. We'll be hearing from Ashley Williams, the head gardener, who tells us about the history of the garden, how it supports people with spinal injuries and how you can support their great work. Plus, we've got music from Daisy Tute. This is Radio Broccoli, London's longest-running hospital radio station and officially the UK's hospital radio station of the year for 2020. So a number of years ago, we brought you regular updates on what was then called the Therapy Garden, based next to the Spinal Cord Injury Centre. Well, since then, it's undergone a huge transformation, and our reporter Ron Laver went along to find out more. I'm sitting outside the Spinal Injury Centre here at Stanmore in Horatio's Garden, and uh, with me is Ashley Edwards who's uh, the head gardener here. Can I ask you about your background and uh, how you came to become head gardener? Yeah, so I um, I started working at a garden centre, actually, when I was 16, and that kind of got me into gardening. I mean, I'd always had an interest in gardening, but that that's where I started my formal training. Um, I started with the RHS Level 2, and I started learning all, you know, all the plant names and the cultivation techniques and etc., and then I applied to join the Q Diploma. So then I did a three-year um, Q Diploma and graduated there. Then I went on to Longwood Gardens in Pennsylvania on the um, RHS uh, Fellowship Exchange where they sent me to America and they sent an American to England to work in gardens in the UK. So that was a really exciting um, project that um, I was involved in. And then... I was working in um, Sicily in a kitchen garden and I learned a lot about vegetable cultivation there and I taught a course on how to grow vegetables um, and bring them to the table. And then I um, yeah, and then I had a job at Strawberry Hill House in Twickenham. That was my last job and I was head gardener there. So I had a team of volunteers and we had a community garden um, which um, we we ran um, outreach projects for people that, with dementia and also people suffering from loneliness. And we had five acres of garden to look after there, so it's open to the public for free. And yeah, it was it was a great place to work. I really enjoyed that. Um, quite different to this. So this was like a a new adventure, really, and something. And the chance to work with you know Tom Stuart Smith, who's uh, eight times gold medal. Chelsea winner I mean that was quite incredible and to to be involved with a garden that gives so much back to people that's something I'm really passionate about people and plants and the positive effect they can have on our well-being um, that means a lot to me and I, and I find it very rewarding to be able to provide a garden for people to enjoy um, in this kind of uh, environment where maybe they don't always have the opportunity to get out and about and you know so yeah it's it's great. I'm really excited about this project. Horatio's Garden is in fact a charity, isn't it? And you, you work for the charity. Horatio's Garden is a national charity and um, it helps to improve the lives of people affected by spinal injuries. 
We set up gardens at spinal injuries units and the gardens are here to give the patients a place for sanctuary, a place they can relax and have a bit of private space as well, especially here at Horatio's Garden London where we have these garden rooms which provide a private space. So the the charity was um, set up in memory of um, Horatio who was a schoolboy who had the idea of a garden for spinal injuries patients he wanted to be a doctor and he volunteered at the spinal injuries unit at Salisbury and so he had this idea to create a garden um, and his research shaped the garden designs and the charity's aims Um, tragically his life was cut short at 17 um, in 2011 however his legacy continues to help patients and their families providing them with spaces which offer tranquility and community and um, Horatio's Garden London is the fifth Horatio's Garden and the next will be in Cardiff and we hope to have Horatio's Gardens in all the spinal injuries across the UK. I understand that discussions were first held here with Horatio's Garden uh, back in 2017 but when did the actual on-site work begin? Um, works began this year in February. Groundwork began, but obviously COVID had other plans and um, that kind of threw everything into disarray. And, you know, we thought that maybe it would be severely delayed or even, you know, have to be put on hold. But actually, they, the construction team, ARJ, have been amazing and they've worked through the COVID situation and we were only in the end about five or six weeks behind the original schedule which is I think is incredible considering all of the hurdles we had to face. Yes I, I think it's quite incredible that we're, uh, we're just at the beginning of September now and uh, the garden as far as I can see is, is fully uh, completed and operational and uh, I, think, I think it's a real tribute to everyone who worked on it that uh, you know th- and, and under the circumstances that, that prevailed at the time that it's uh, it, it's here and up and running already this year you're you're the head gardener here so is that a full-time job for you yes it's a full-time job i'm employed for four days a week um, i have a assistant tracy an admin assistant and also have a team of volunteers um without them really the garden wouldn't have been finished on time because they worked so hard and during planting the two weeks of planting we we had 36 degrees centigrade weather so it was extreme heat and they just plowed through they didn't complain they just got through it all we had 10,000 plants to plant in this garden um which is a lot and um there were a lot of them were quite small in small pots nine centimeter pots which was tricky to keep alive but we managed to do it with minimal losses I think we've I mean we've hardly lost anything maybe one or two plants um, at the most and I mean that's just amazing we couldn't have done it without them and we're very thankful for our volunteers and we're always looking for more volunteers so if anyone's interested in volunteering they can get in contact with us on the website and uh, if they fancy doing a bit of garden volunteering because yeah it is a full-time job but um, I can't do it on my own and (laughs) 
is a large garden. It's um, the area is 1,896 square meters, so it's quite big. And like I said, there's 10,000 plants, which is a lot to look after, um, and that includes over 300 shrubs, 336 trees and shrubs. So yeah, I've got my hands full. <laughs> I think you already have a uh, one of our volunteers that uh, helps you out in the garden, um, doesn't don't you? Yeah, we've got Marie, uh, who um, used to be a volunteer with the RNOH uh, Aspire. I think she used to do the Spire Garden and the garden here around the Spinal Injuries Unit. And um, yeah, she's joined our team now, and she's been invaluable because she's had all the knowledge of the old garden as well. So it's quite interesting to hear her feedback about how it's changed um, and what it means for the patients, really. Tell me some of the thinking behind the design. So the uh, major designer on this project was Tom Stewart-Smith and he had the idea that he wanted to create a calm sanctuary and also a garden of uh, where somebody where people could meet and a community, form a kind of community. So on uh, one side of the garden it's quite colourful planting, um, there's space for seating there will be parasols there's benches and it's quite a communal feel to the garden uh, it will be a place for people to meet have conversations and we've already seen that they, the nurses told me at the weekend a lot of people came out from their wards and they had sat out and had conversations which they don't often do inside the ward so that's, that's a really rewarding thing to hear and then on uh, the other side of the garden, it's more of a quiet space, um, a place for private meetings, maybe with family members. We have three garden rooms, and people can go inside and have a moment. They can talk on the phone if they need to, or have a moment with their family or loved ones. Um, and yeah, just have a space where they can have a private conversation, because you know, it can be quite hard. Being in the garden really helps people with their well-being, and... I think it's it's really healing to be able to come out into the nature and and talk with your family about things that are quite hard to talk about. Yes, I mean for any of us just as we are today sitting out here in the garden in the sunshine, it's it's just a very relaxing thing to do. Um and that uh, you know, it's not always convenient to have conversations around a hospital bed, is it? Uh, when even even in these modern days, you're not that far away from the the next bed, and uh, you know this is excellent. It's the it, you know I I I think it's a, a terrific idea. Um, t- tell me more about these uh, these garden pods. Then, the, the, can you actually uh, describe them to me? Yes, so the garden pods were designed by um, award-winning architect Stephen Marshall and so they are cubes, they're wooden, they're they're made of oak wooden panelling and they have very bright colourful square windows in pink, yellow and green. They, They have fully automatic doors which can open all the way so you can get a hospital bed inside or a wheelchair um, and there's a bench inside where, where visitors can sit next to their, their um, family member or loved one and there's plugs in there, there's electric sockets we have lighting, automated lighting that looks quite nice in the evening um, and yeah they just offer amazing views out into the garden but 
they also provide a, quite a private space, um, a room that you don't really have in the ward that people can come out to and have a moment alone if they want to. I can see two pods at the moment. How, how many are there in the garden in total? Well, there's three on this side, um, and they're quite hidden as well with, within the trees and shrubs, so they have a kind of almost treehouse feel to me. And then on the other side, we have um, the large garden room, which has a fully fitted kitchen um, that patients will be able to use once COVID measures are relaxed um, for teas and coffees and uh, cake and all sorts of things. And then there are two raised beds in there as well, which I'm hoping to plant with herbs and salad crops and things like that. People could add to their meals. That's excellent. Uh, And you mentioned about beds out here it was that part of the original design as well not just wheelchairs actually to get people out in their beds those that are completely bed bound yes that was part of the original design and um it's something that all horatio gardens have in common they're fully accessible for beds and wheelchairs the the floor is um a bound resin and it's a completely flat and smooth surface which makes it very easy for people to navigate in chairs and people in beds that may be um, in a condition where they can't handle any kind of bumps or anything like that this smooth surface allows for the beds to be wheeled out Um, and there are also plug points within the garden where the beds can be plugged in because some of them have air pressure uh, movement to them um, that need electrics so yeah they can be plugged in um, outside. Going back to the uh, the flowers here, presumably um, the, the flowers themselves, as opposed to the shrubs and bushes, is a is like an ongoing project. I mean, you get summer flowers, and then presumably soon you'll be putting out some winter flowers. Do, is it something that's going to be, um, you know, as a gardener, going to be taking up your time pretty much all through the year? Yeah, the um, planting list from Tom Stewart-Smith is really incredible and it offers a a plant of interest every season, really. So there'll always be something in flower, something looking good, there'll be leaves changing in colour. So it's a very seasonal garden and everything in here will grow to form a sort of mat. So it will will need a lot of um, selective weeding, let's say, to, to stop things out competing others which will will make it quite an interesting uh, job and also we'll be planting seasonal bulbs for spring flowering so yeah there'll be lots of colour in spring and throughout the year really there'll always be something to see in the garden Music is patient Music is kind Music you're there Through the toughest of times When I'm feeling down You make it all right Music is honest Music is true We all have our connections to you Some deep and endless Others brief and light Whenever all else fails me Music, you answer my prayer Whenever I feel lonely I know that music is there Oh, I know that music is there 
You teach me to listen. You teach me to hear. You teach me to open up, live without fear. You teach me it's okay to not be okay. You bring me to tears, bring me to my feet, a way to relate to those that I meet when I am lost. You show me the way. Whenever all else fails me, music, you answer my prayer. Whenever I feel lonely. I know that music is there. Oh, I know that music is there. This is an ode to the mystery of music, an ode to my love. Thank you for all that you've done to help us through this, because. Whenever all else fails me, music, you answer my prayer. Whenever I feel lonely, music, music is there. Oh, I know the music is there. I know the music is there. I know the music is. Brilliant Daisy Chute there, and a track called Music Is There, which was performed acoustically, especially for Radio Broccoli, as part of our Alpha Sessions online series. You can watch the full session on our YouTube channel by searching for Alpha Sessions. You're listening to Broccoli News, giving updates on what's happening in and around the Royal National Orthopaedic Hospital. Don't forget you can make a request at any time by calling us on 0208 954 6591 by sending us a message on our social media or by using the make a request function on our website at radiobroccoli.org. Now here's part two of our update on Horatio's garden. Let's rejoin Ron Laver and Ashley Williams. Okay, so we've come to uh, a water feature now. So this was designed by Andrew Owing and it's a circular water feature surrounded by zinc where you, you can actually sit on the zinc surrounding and on the top is a large slab, circular slab of granite in black and in the slab are small jets of water with lights so they bubble up and cause a rippling on the surface and a beautiful trickling sound so water is also very healing and um, the sound of it is very calming so it's something that's incorporated into all the Horatio's gardens as you say the jets are in a circle around the feature and they're all sending out their own little ripples and then the ripples meet and change and it's, uh, it's very tranquil yeah it's it's got a lovely effect on the surface it's almost like a mirror mirrored surface the black granite when wet reflects um, the silhouettes of the trees and the clouds so it's an ever-changing surface. It's really beautiful. Okay, there's one of these garden pods. Should we go and have a look yes. in here? The first thing I say, it is really hot out today, 
and it's really quite cool in here. I thought I thought this might be a bit oh, on a hot day, but it's not, is it? Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely and cool, and um, in the winter it will be heated. We have heating in here, mm. so it's heated to 22 degrees in the winter. So it should always be nice and comfortable, and it's very quiet. Um, it's a lovely view out into the garden with the water feature in front. And the colours are very bright. The, all the window frames are in bright colours, pink, green and yellow. And so even in the winter on a dull day, that will really produce a bright, uh, lovely, bright, colourful scene. Um, and all the doors, like I said before, are all fully automatic. Um, so anyone can get in and out and you can wheel a whole bed in here. There's enough room for that. Yeah, there's a, there's a bench for people to sit on, but then that only takes up uh, you know maybe an eighth of the room the rest the rest of the room is big enough to wheel a bed in and have space around it and yeah excellent yeah there's also lighting in the in the ceiling there's these these skylights so we have uh, three skylights in the different colors the pink green and yellow and they also have um, spotlights within those so in the evening it can be lit up and it looks very atmospheric. It's, the colours shine. Um, yeah, so it's a great, it's a really fun building. It, it's it's quite joyful. That's excellent. And we've got what? We've got three of these pods in on this side, and then we have one large garden room on oh, the other side. Yeah. yeah. Which is maybe we're we'll going to look at that before yeah. before we go. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, spaces for the patients to bring their bed they can plug them in on the sockets and then we have these lovely benches that are curved uh, made out of oak wood and you can have your friends and family sit there the staff have been coming out actually to have their lunch Gaze Burville is the design of those so yeah they're lovely ergonomic benches and they look quite comfortable we've just been sitting on them and they are comfortable yeah. so Now this I remember from the original garden. Is this the original uh, greenhouse? This is the original greenhouse and one of our volunteers, Deborah, has done an amazing job by scrubbing it clean. So it's nice and sparkly. It looks like a new, brand new greenhouse. Um, and we painted the floor as well. So that looks great. So Tracy and Deborah did a good job on that. And um, yeah, there's loads of space for growing. We're gonna get benches put in there and there'll be room for propagation and doing horticultural therapy sessions and there's enough space to get a wheelchair through the doors as well they're double doors so that's great and in front of it we've got quite a lot of standing out space so we hope to have vegetables um, herbs things like that that people can uh, wheel up to in planters and and have a go have a go at growing their own mm, i was going to ask you about that the you that you are still doing uh the, the therapeutic gardening with, with the patients? Yes, we want to, we're very keen, that is part of my job. Um, we're not sure on the restrictions at the moment, so that's just something we have to work out, whether it be one-on-one -on -one sessions or if we can do small groups, of people in the same ward or what that will be. Yeah. But yeah, we'll have to work something out, but there'll be a schedule of um, garden therapy sessions. Do you know what the size of this greenhouse is? I don't actually it's, know, it's, no. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not like it's the large. one I've got in my garden <laughs> anyway, it's huge. I guess it's probably double or more than your standard home garden uh, garden greenhouse I'd say it's probably maybe triple triple quadruple yeah, even yeah 
How many of these trees were here originally? I think this one was, wasn't it? Yes, we've got a large birch tree, which was here originally. And then there's several um, other trees. So there's bird cherries. There's um, two bir big bird cherries. There's a large um, acer. And then there's another big birch and a crab apple. So there's probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven original trees on this side. And apart from that birch, the, the rest of them are the all along of the, the perimeter yeah, of the garden. Yeah, all the trees are along the where, perimeter. Where the, it then slopes away down. Yeah, and it's really great to have those old established trees because it does add a sense of um, maturity to the garden and it encloses the garden. It mm -hmm. makes it feel like a sort of woodland undergrowth garden. It's very... Yeah, it really adds to the atmosphere of the place. So this, and now underneath the trees here specifically and around us, the the planting areas? Yeah, so we've got under the silver birches are planted lots of ground cover plants, things like heuchera, and yeah, other shrubs like hydrangeas. Listen, there's a... Right in the centre here, there's a there's a plaque that's been laid in the stone, and it's uh, Horatio's garden, inspired by Horatio Chapel. Seventeen years of love, kindness, and courage, and it's dated fourth of May, nineteen ninety four, to the fifth of August, two thousand and eleven. I like these. Now, what are, what are these on the windows here? Well, these are kind of like colourful sails I suppose you could call them uh, made from metal and they've been attached to the window frames of the old potting shed and they're in the same colours again pink, green and yellow um, they're quite colourful, they're fun and they tie tie in the pot, old potting shed which is now our office, tie, tie it into the rest of the garden because the garden building has the same colours on it mm. so that was a design of the architect Stephen Marshall we're coming into the uh, communal pod now. So this is known as the garden room and it is a communal building. It has a fully functional kitchen. Um, patients will be able to help themselves to tea and coffee when the COVID restrictions are relaxed. Um, and there's, yeah, there'll be, hopefully our volunteers will be able to make some cake. We'll be able to share that with the patients as well. There'll be um, a little kind of giftware section. Right where we can sell, we sell um, Horatio Garden merchandise and all the money from that merchandise goes back into the garden um, and it will be available for patients to buy. Um, especially on, you know, people are in here during birthdays and Christmas and things like that. It's nice to have something that you can give them from the garden. And relatives as well. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. And when people leave the garden, they're quite fond, you know, they're quite yeah. fond of the memories they have of the garden, so it's yeah. nice for them to take something with them. And we've also in here got two raised beds, which are wheelchair accessible. And I hope to grow herbs in here, herbs for tea and things like salad leaves, because um, the patients, they mentioned to me that they miss kind of a variety of salads mm. and herbs. So, so that's something that I would be keen to grow with them and see what they, what they would want, things they can add to their lunches and dinners. And uh, things like mint, straight straight out the garden into the uh, teapot. Yeah, yeah, you can just uh, cut it and put it straight into boiling water and you've got an instant herbal tea. Yeah. Not, what, six inches deep? Mm. Are they difficult to keep hydrated? I think it's always tricky with accessible um, raised beds because you've got to get the depth right. You can't have too little depth because, yeah, otherwise it will dry out. 
Um, so yeah, we'll require a little more watering than your average raised bed, I suppose. But to be honest, a lot of the Mediterranean herbs aren't super thirsty, so no. we should be okay. Yeah, mm. and it's a it's a nice big size room. Yeah, it's large. It's a big room. It's got a huge glass window that looks out onto the garden with lots of windows on the sides as well and they're all in those bright colours pink, yellow and green mm. so yeah some really good views out into the garden from here yeah the garden is colourful anyway but uh, I mean it's still fairly new and, and as it established over time will get more and more colourful I, I assume yeah yeah it's, uh, it's designed to be very colourful this, especially this side of the garden um, there's lots of blues and purples and pinks and we've put in quite a high density of plants so yeah over the next year it will fill out really well and you'll hardly see the soil to be honest it will it will really cover the ground um Mm. yeah it will be it will look very established next year i believe okay and as you say there's lots of color already what are these uh movie plants that we've got them right outside the window yeah they are sedums um, which have now changed their name to Hyphotelephium, but yeah, they are a type of sedum. They have purple, almost black leaves, and then a rose, deep rose-coloured flower, and the bees absolutely love them. And they're great for dry gardens. Uh, the, mul- the beds here on the ground are mulched with gravel, so that kind of plant sedum is great for gravel beds. Um, and over time, they'll start to self-seed and spread, so we'll have plants that we can propagate. Excellent. We have these retaining walls that have a zinc border to them. Um, the zinc also acts as seating, so it surrounds the beds, but you can also sit on top of the zinc and you can be right next to the plants and it really engages you with the garden and you feel surrounded by the plants. Um, you can watch the bees crawling over the flowers and the ants on the ground and you really can um, have a moment where you're just fully within the garden and with the aroma of the plants as well yeah exactly yeah right next to the scents we've got lots of scented shrubs so there's um daphnes and we have scented azaleas um they'll produce a really nice floral scents in the in the spring well appreciate your time ashley i know you're busy um but uh, thank you very much for today and uh Hopefully we'll uh, we'll get to chat again in the not too distant future and uh, keep an eye on the garden and how it's coming and any any new ideas that that come up. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, I'd love to talk again about the garden and as it evolves, you know, update you on what's happening. And um, um, yeah, if anybody wants to come and see the garden, they can contact me at Ashley at HoratiosGarden.org.uk. I'm happy to show people around the garden. And um, also, if you visit our website horatiosgarden.org.uk you can find out more about our other gardens in other spinal injuries units and what you can do to help if you feel like helping and of course as you said earlier um, you're always looking for people green fingered help would uh, would be much appreciated because it is a huge garden yeah. Ash- Ashley's going to go grey if he has to <laughs> do it all by himself well we're looking for volunteers yeah, and anyone is welcome even if you're not particularly uh, garden-minded or you've never tried it before you know it's a chance to learn a new skill good learning curve yeah, yeah absolutely exactly, yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely 
Uh, really fascinating stuff there. Big thanks to Ron Laver and Ashley Williams for that package. Now, don't forget, we have a number of programmes available on our podcast channel. Just search for Radio Broccoli at all the main podcast sites and you'll find our recent news updates along with specially recorded programmes on mental health. We've also got programmes recorded by two of the other hospital charities, the Disability Foundation and the Skeletal Cancer Trust. Broccoli News can be heard on Radio Broccoli Mondays to Fridays at 6pm and on Sundays at 7pm. Join us again for more updates next time. But from me, Alan Joyce, goodbye.